And Joshua, son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, 
died being one ten years old. And they buried him within the boundary of his inheritance in Kinder Parish, in the hill country of Aphrodite, north of Mount Ross. Go ahead. And also, all that generation were gathered to their fathers, and there arose another generation after them who did not know, recognize, and establish them, or even for the preaching at that Israel. What do you think? In Joshua's time, everybody knew God. So in Joshua's generation, they said God. It was Joshua who said, said, I and my house will serve the Lord. So in Joshua's time, everybody loved God, they all served God. He said, but after that generation passed, he said, they buried Joshua, they buried their people who were born in that time, that whole generation, all the people who responded to Joshua, who understood Joshua, who respected Joshua, but Joshua and that generation that he said, there arose another generation after them who did not know God. It was a godless generation. So in every generation, men have to take stand. Do you know that in history, there was, there's what we call the 400 silent years. In history, it's called the Dark Ages. 400 good years of God not being heard. 400 good years of no prophecy. 400 good years of no presence of God. It was called the Dark Ages in history. And amazingly, it was after the Apostles. 400 good years of nobody. Have you, have you heard of Pegasus? Pegasus, the doctor of Pegasus. Only the three time Bible. And they say if your grandmother is there, you can be paying so that they will go to heaven. But nobody had, nobody had. All, all those ages, all the dark ages, all that time, nobody has gone. Dark ages. Many years ago, maybe nine years ago, I went to my fellowship meeting. Someone asked me yesterday, is it important to be in a fellowship? You don't know what to do for me. Sunday said, I keep telling you to help you. Sunday said, I'm very important. They are special issues. And they want you to be taking, I don't know, you'll be telling me to send you. But maybe Sunday you can go to a restaurant and eat some bigger, you understand? But during the week you have to eat your normal food, you understand? So, I went to my fellowship meeting. We were a very small fellowship at that time. We were about, maybe 10 or 15. We were going to fellowship meeting. Because we started up in the middle of the and I was a assistant fellowship leader. One day I'll show you my first fellowship meeting. And they are showing you. Show and they are going down really good. We walked to the fellowship meeting. And that time, you know, we had had a fellowship and for about two, three months. We were not seeing people, we were not seeing, we were not having a goal. So, and we have all done ourselves apostles and prophets. And we come to fellowship meeting, we see that we can quote any teacher, we can break up. <laughs> oh, they gave me a cellular. They gave me a cellular. They gave me some members, like five members. All the five members were not my name. A whole apostle like me. <laughs> and you know what? 
So I went to tell Bishop, hey, why did you give me? I'm not seeing anything. You know, you're not minding me. You know, like some of these others that you come to your complaint. You are funny. Bishop told me, yeah. number one, you are not supervising. It's not like they're doing five people be a supervisor over there. It's supposed to be good at least. If they're not my name, they're fine on that. Oh, that's okay. So we came for a meeting one day. And this statement I have quoted it many times throughout the year because it changed my life. We walked into the meeting. The first thing he said is they did not do anything. Nothing. Many of you, this doesn't mean anything. That way, it's a regular. If you do not do anything, nothing will happen. Then you will realize that you need to take steps. You need to take steps for God. You need to take steps in our life. You will not, we are supposed to be sitting down and waiting for anything to happen. We are supposed to be taking steps. We are supposed to be taking steps for God. Who is standing that bus and preach? Who go to that school to go and preach? When I heard that, first thing I did was I went back to my school. It did not do anything. Many of them are not, are not here today. When I went back to my, my senior high school to go and preach, that's where I met you. Many of them are not here. Many of them are pastors. Hmm? Many of them are pastors. Hmm? I was a teenager. I went back there as an apostle. And amazingly, when I went back there, going back to my my, my experience, many of them are not here. Many of them are not here. But they are all in the same. Many of them. The guy who was being technical, who was a general professor, you know, general professor, you know them already. Yeah, they don't have anything to do with God. I said I was a teenager. As I went to take a mic and I started preaching over there. He fell under the power. That's how he did that. Today is the photographer of the ministry. I'm surprised I'm not paid. If you do not do anything, nothing will happen. Someone say, but it is hard. Who should do it? Preach the gospel. I listen. Preach the gospel. Preach the gospel. Preach the gospel. Go to the book of Luke. I want to show you something. Chapter 14. Verse 16. Then, um, then said he unto them, look at Jesus. Jesus giving a story. He said, a certain man made a great supper and made me. And sent the servants at supper time to say to them that were bidding, Come, for all things are now ready. And they all with one consent began to make Now, someone, some people have been using this scripture to try and explain how people are invited to church. It's good. Right? It's a good. But truly, this one is Concerning the man inviting people to come and work for God. You know why? Because in the scripture, the first time supper was mentioned, Jesus had supper 
with his disciples. So when you are called to the table, you are called to be a disciple. So, Jesus made many. So at this time, he said, a certain man had a, a supper. And also, the Bible mentions the marriage supper of the Lamb. Marriage supper of the Lamb. Marriage supper of the Lamb. Is when we go to heaven, the Bible says, for seven good years, we will be in heaven. I'm thinking that from here, we are just going to heaven forever. No, it's not true. We will be in heaven for seven years. And while at that time, that same time on earth, there will be the great tribulation for seven years. Another time we'll talk about it. Are you sure it will happen? Be there. <laughs> Look, I've never seen a book as prophetically accurate like the Bible. I've not seen one. Prophetically accurate. The last thing we are waiting for for the coming of the Lord. It's it, it all the prophecies happen. One of the one of the things that you should fear the most, alright, is that Jesus said that Israel will scatter and they will come back. And 70 years after they come back, it means we are, we are actually rounding up with the Lord. So, Israel became a state again. After Jesus died, 40 years later, uh, Jerusalem was plowed. Everything destroyed. And Israel was scattered. So they were not, there was no way they would become a nation again. And in history, there was no nation that was scattered like that. That became a nation again. None. Not one. They were scattered. Like it was plowed. That was it. Joseph was a historian. He said Jerusalem was plowed. Stones. Everything destroyed. Till today they are looking for the Ark of the Covenant. Because when they came, you know, because of the Jews believed in the Ark of the Covenant and, and all that. Anytime they went, they, they invaded them. They went first to the temple to invade the Ark of the Covenant. So after that time, before, every time they were having Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur is the day of atonement. When they, 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 they kill the, the two goats, the scapegoat and the goat of the Lord, every time they kill the, the, the high priest kills the two goats, they will hold a red flag close to the wilderness. When they take the scapegoat to the wilderness and they drop him in the wilderness, the red flag turns white every year. But after Jesus died, they realized that it was not turning white again. They are denying it's none of our people. So after that, forty years, all those rights, everything ceased. Everything ceased. Then Jesus said they will come back again, and Jer- Jeremiah also said they'll come back again. And Jeremiah says seventy years after they come back again, that means we are at the peak of the coming of the Lord. Because Jerusalem, Israel became a state again in 1948. 70 years after that, 2008. So, the one that's prophetically accurate, all these figures, just that King James might make it cumbersome for you so you might not understand. And when you go into Daniel chapter 9, you understand Daniel 70 weeks. In Daniel 70 weeks, oh, the last time I tried to see this, people go from 70 to 70. Alright, so, the supper. The, the, the supper, he was calling people to the, so I said in, in, Bible says in heaven, we will have seven years with God. And at that time, one of the key events is the marriage supper of the Lamb. That's Jesus Christ doing a word ceremony. A missed supper. And that one is for, they will recognize those 
who wait for God. So at the marriage supper of the Lamb, you see that that supper too is for those who work for the Lord. Those who do not work for the Lord, you'll be at the back. Right, Johnson? Do you think when we, when we go to heaven, do you think everybody will see Jesus? You must be joking. There are angels that are in heaven today who have never seen God. Ah, all you think angels are just fine. They say, hey, God, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> the angels just bump into God. Hey, hey, Jesus. One love. <laughs> and then Jesus, peace out, peace out. Please don't deceive yourself. Some angels have never seen Jesus. In fact, in fact, there, there is no one who is dead who has gone to heaven who has seen Jesus yet. Why? They are waiting for us. We all have to go. Bible says that the dead in Christ are right first. Why? Because when you say that their, their bodies are, are rotten, it's not really rotten. When the rapture of the church comes, Bible says the dead in Christ are right first. So their bodies will meet up with their skin before they can join us. Go to the screen of the 15, you understand. Okay, let's go back to the, the supper. So, and they all with one consent began to make excuse. Why are you not preaching? Why are you not an excuse? Uh, I don't know how to talk. Hey, I'm shy. Excuse. That they all with one consent began to make excuse. Your excuses are robbing you of your greatness. Excuse. And look. Every time you are making an excuse, somebody rightly explained. He said, you are explaining your glory away. Let me explain. You will see from the excuses that they are making. And think about it. Think. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground and I must needs go and see it. Okay. If you come and eat, will the ground vanish? There are certain things I, 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 <laughs> I certain things if I say over here, oh, let me just say it. That's where you begin to know whether you are, you are, you love God or not. There are some indicators. For example, Jesus called a man to follow him. The man said he's going to bury. He said, let them dead bury their dead. Your fellowship is having meetings. There's a funeral. And the funeral is not even your mother, it's your grandmother. Finish a life on earth, say, Oh, the whole family is meeting. Jesus Christ said, Let them dead, they are dead. Me, never get me. And, and I love it. My parents don't know it. If there's any family, anything, that the whole family uh, send that everybody is meeting, then there's something there. We don't have to teach. Now they know. So they will tell, every time they tell him, oh, he can't come. Jesus, am I the one who said Jesus said it. He said, let the dead bury the dead. He told the man. And that is how the man ran away from greatness. Why? We don't know the man again. If he had followed Jesus, probably he would have written a book. 
I'll be reading for you. Funeral. Because of funeral, somebody missed his destiny. It's not many people Jesus Christ called himself. You understand? It's not many. Jesus Christ didn't call many people himself. There are just a few people. The rich young ruler, he called Peter. Peter followed. Look at Peter today. At, at, in Acts chapter 5, Peter's shadow was not healing. Not even in his shadow. In quote, foolish man Peter, fisherman. Nothing. Follow Jesus three years. And became somebody. Fisherman. And his shadow was healing the sick. Peter was, was a fisherman, not only a fisherman. His mouth was always worrying him. Every time, and Peter said, and Peter said, and Peter said. <laughs> you know, it was not anybody correct to be like that. Today he's advising Jesus. Tomorrow he's saying something. <laughs> Every time. One time Jesus Christ said he's going to die, he said he called Jesus. Jesus, listen, listen. The way you and I are, please. Don't say those things. Don't say, don't do. Jesus called Test well. Test well. Jesus, Jesus, where's our power? You talk us. You talk us. You say the right thing, Jesus. You know the response Jesus gives you. Just sit and get it behind you. And that time Jesus come to wash their feet. He said, Jesus, no, 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 no. You can't wash my feet. I have to wash me. I'm the hell man. But while he stayed under the ministry of Jesus, see Peter. Peter talked one with him. When Jesus was dying, a little girl came to ask him, Just keep quiet and just do it. No, 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 no. I've never seen him. Yes, as he kept being with Jesus, the day they received the Holy Ghost, that same mouth that was worrying him was the one who went after men and brethren. This was that which was talking about the prophet. You see, God, God was able to convert that same outspokenness was able to convert it to something that would bless the generation. On the first day of Pentecost, the first message that was preached about Jesus, 3,000 souls gave their life to Christ. Apostle Peter. From talkative to evangelist. Is the same job. <laughs> One time I wrote on my sister, I said, You are seeing, you are seeing a womanizer. God is seeing a master to you. Some people are not happy about God have just You in your mind that this guy's from my That same boldness with which you walked in. All God, all God has to do is what? Turn the setting switch. That same. Some guys are happy, but that's not what I mean. Praise the Lord. So God God was seeing something beyond, you know, Peter. So I'm saying Peter was called by Jesus. Follow me. I'll make pictures of men. Alright? Just follow. Rich Ongula didn't follow. Today we know Peter, we don't know Rich Ongula. Another man, too. Why didn't he fulfill his destiny? Oh, we are doing family to get together. Everybody is coming to us. You are wasting your time. If there's something to me, say, I am not coming. Don't even worry yourself. We are doing all oh, the whole family. Coming. I am not going to be old. You are separating family and your. If there's something to me, say, there's nothing to me, say, no problem. What does something to do with church at that time? Count me out. Where is he going? 
دور بعد سارے دن Depression is real. Live your life as the Holy Spirit. Thank you. I'm crazy about Jesus. Hallelujah. So he says, I pray he had me excused. The next one. And another said, Now did you realize that, did you realize that the, the man who was sent to go and beat the people, Do you realize that? He didn't try convincing them. That's how it People are always demoted. Every time. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen. Business. And I go to prove them. I pray they have me. I have bought five yoke of oxen. I have gone to try them. And I said, I have married a wife. Oh, you thought you would see that. Is it? I have married a wife and therefore I cannot come. Hey! Okay. <laughs> it's not me saying that I've married a wife and maybe we'll go for honeymoon so there's something that is going to no, I have married a wife. I cannot come. <laughs> Only God knows what the wife has said. Maybe, maybe you are um, contemplating whether to come. Oh, come and there's a, there's a wife. He looked at him and said, I cannot come. I have married a wife. No, if you come for this, would the wife vanish? <laughs> Hey! Now all the reasons, this, this one bust my brain. Now let's say the one about the land. Let's say the land, maybe there's land dispute. Let's agree with you. There's land dispute. Five yoke of oxen. And if it doesn't go, someone will steal it. This one. I have married a wife. And therefore, I cannot be <laughs> All right, go ahead. So that servant came and showed his lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, "Go out quickly into the street." Oh, no convincing anybody. He said to the servant, "He has land. That's why he said he cannot come." He has money to buy five yoke of oxen. But he's too busy. He has married a wife. So therefore, <laughs> he cannot come. If he was praying to marry, maybe he would have come. If he was troubled, maybe he would have come. 
That's how come God always goes to the group. Because you are too easy for me. They are too white. They are doing the job they are doing is too nice. They are too good for God. They are too handsome. Their beard is there, so they cannot come. They can afford Brazilian hair. They cannot come. They go quickly into the street and lanes of the city and bring in hither the poor, I think, and the maimed, and the hope and the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded, and yet there is room. Look, there's always room. And the Lord said unto the servants, Go out into the highways and the hedges and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. For I say unto you, that none of those men which were bidden shall taste of my supper. He said, Those ones I called before did not come. He said, They shall not taste of my supper. All those who went out, all Although some of you, I expected much more from you. And you all all a welcome. When you are in a fellowship, and your leader arrives, I told you before, we all came from somewhere. And God saw our heart. We do not. Something that's worth doing is worth paying for. God takes time to train people to make them something. Take time. Just take time. So it's better you start now. Start now. Do your best for the Lord. Do your best for the Lord. When you know the road is called the road is called up yonder, where we live. Think about think about eternity. Think beyond today. Think beyond today. Think beyond the work you're doing. A man can a man can live so long, work at the best of places. You ask yourself, to what age? Can I? What what time is the the what age do people retire? Sixty. So imagine that a man. How many years did you do medical school? Seven years. It's not six. Six years. Then he starts working. So he cannot come. He cannot do anything for God after because he's now a doctor. Alright. You know what God will do in this way? When you are now done and you're retired. Alright, so what happens in the rest of your life? You now be looking for God. You believe. Now, I don't think now is the time to do something. No excuses. I don't give God excuses. No, you see, when you study the scriptures and you begin to uh, understand how Jesus Christ made judgment, you'll be, you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. I, I just showed you one. 
Let the dead bury their Hard statement to me. He said, tell the man, don't go for the phone, come and follow me. Okay, if I follow you, what are we going to do? We want to do crusade. And probably, maybe you look at Jesus' disciples like, ah. I'm come to be like them. Lord, save me from Kodambin and Rodambin. Save me from things that could have been. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. I don't want to be a good have been Christian. I don't want to be a good have been. Save me from making excuses from serving you. And also pray that, Lord, keep giving me opportunity to serve you. Whether you are the secretary of your fellowship, you are the prayer coordinator of your fellowship, you are the choir director of your fellowship. Yes, Jesus. Makala kala santa kala manto kala Save me from could have been and would have been. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Okay, so how many of you have loved the Holy Spirit? Many of you your your fellowship meeting, you um you heard about the Holy Spirit. I I I saw many of you say the Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Wow. The Holy Ghost is amazing. Your Christianity will never make sense until you meet the Holy Spirit. He's the life wire of Christianity. When you ever hear anybody say Christianity is difficult because they have not had the Holy Spirit. I've never made that statement in my life. That is difficult. Never. You know why? Because when I met the Holy Spirit, you know, like many of many of us, how many of you you you've gone for altar call before the, the, your final one? You went for at least five times. So we are all the same. You know, let's be frank. I like to see my friends. I mean, how many of you went? You went for altar call many times, but you go and something will happen. Then you say, "I'm not going again." Again. So the Holy Spirit is. The life of Christianity. It makes Christianity beautiful. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The title of the message is Numatica. I'll go into detail. John chapter 4. That's of the message, Numatica. What does Numatica mean? Spirit. It's like someone who say, 
the direct English translation is windy. Muscat, windy. Like someone says, windy today. Alright? So, it's, this is spirit. So, John chapter 4, verse 24. Jesus says something here. This is one of the greatest revelations about God. In fact, this is one of the, it is the best revelation about God. Because Jesus Christ said it. He said, God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. God is a spirit. God is a spirit. Some versions say God is spirit. That is true. But God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Because God is Numa. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Now, what does this mean? It means we don't choose how to serve God. We don't choose how to worship God. One time, we had a service. Someone invited his friend. And the friend was sitting in the church. And the friend said, I like your church. I like everything about your church. But one thing I don't like about the church is how, like, the pastor was talking about speaking in tongues. You know, I'm orthodox, so I don't speak in tongues. In other That's rubbish. Rubbish. Why? We don't say, God, we want to worship you like this. He says, they that worship him must worship him. He didn't say, can worship him. I see it. They that worship him, they can worship him. They that worship him must worship him in spirit. That means in in a wind way. You understand? When we say in a wind way, there's really no formula like that. Okay? <laughs> when we say in a wind way, it means in spirit. I mean, it is not, you know, for example, some people pray and the Holy Ghost tells them, you know, the reason why um, I don't laugh at people when they are praying because sometimes you can begin to do some very, very funny things while you are praying. I, I maybe this happened to you before. You were praying and you were doing some very funny things that later you yourself were wondering, ah, what's going on with me? You understand? And it's not like anybody has come to you and the person is telling you, hey, do this. No. Like for example, one time I was praying. Oh, I just found myself doing I'm ready to start. Nobody has told me anything. I'm doing. I'm doing. Hey, hey. You know, if you are walking about, <laughs> You understand? And some people, when you are praying like this, more than aerobics, one time I, I, I went to pray, you know, I went to pray with I think Brown or something. I think I was down with my prayer, he was not praying. He was praying on the field, you know, at the point in time, he just prayed and he just talked at one corner. You understand? Wendy, it is not for me to understand. You understand? In wind, you know. If you understand, when I started on divine consciousness, John chapter three, he said, Jesus Christ said, the wind bloweth where it listeth. You see, there's no formula like that. The Holy Ghost can tell you to pray and tell you that lie down. You are praying. That's why lie down. You are praying. Then sometimes you find yourself doing a dance of the spirit. The dance, there's no formula in the dance. Not, no music is playing. You are dancing. <laughs> One time. I tell you, you know, when I came to church, fresh, you know, pastor, pastor was praying, prayer service. And, good man, after praying like that, 
โอ้ลาลาลาโอ้ลาลาลาเทนิมุพาเลจ่า when I now was baptized into the thing I was in the way now because I had got to understand that it is windy nobody tells you you are so full of the spirit oh la 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 oh la la you see sometimes you 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 your own after praying some prayers with some people they dance to abuse you or something look I have seen prayer styles you've never seen it No, some are kind of, but some of the spirits. I, I've never told you that, that prayer this one before. Patrick, you know them. Come. Who, who else knows them? Okay, so you know them, right? Come, come. Let's demonstrate it. Let's demonstrate it. <laughs> you know it, right? And they gather together like this one. Aye. Some of the spirits, so you can you can do some of these things sometimes and you'll be in another realm. I don't laugh at those people. Don't say what they are doing is not wrong. Don't say. Don't say. They are not the Holy Ghost. Come to it's only fire, fire. I don't know whether they want to eat fire. I don't know. I told you before, one guy was praying and he wanted to travel to Morocco, Zimbabwe. Morocco, Zimbabwe. In spirit. Alright. Now let's move from the spirit. Let's go to in truth. He said, let that worship must worship in spirit. Then he says, in truth. This is the key part. In truth. Now, something can be honest and not true. This is where a lot of Christians, when you, when you, when you see, he says, what's about things that are true? What's about things that are honest? Something can be honest and not true. So you can honestly be loving God and wanting to serve God and not do it in truth. God will not accept it if it's not done in truth. Because in truth means it's done according to party. In truth. So you can't say, like some people say, no, me, I prefer to speak. You know, those people, they, they have grammar. And so I prefer to speak English to God. He understands my heart. I know the Lord understands my heart. But you know what the most important thing is my heart. No, no, you can't choose. You, you, you understand me? You can't choose. Hey, stop it. You can't choose. In truth, how does he say he wants it? How does God say he wants it? The day that worship must worship him in spirit, first of all, that it must be spiritual. Then secondly, it must be done in truth, according to the word of God. That's what it means. Jesus Christ says, I am the way, I am the truth. So, he said, sanctify them by thy word, for thy word is truth. So it must be done according to the part of the word of God. So anytime you learn anything anyway, we should have a common document. So it's not about argument. It's not about argument. 
So we are not arguing. It sounds correct. Are we supposed to speak in tongues? No, no, no. What? I can have my opinion. You can have your opinion. But let's bring the word of God. It will give all of us a single opinion. Don't say the Bible is how you interpret it. But there's no prophecy of scripture. It's of private interpretation. You know, every church has their how they interpret it. There's nothing like that. That's nothing that exists. Every church and how they interpret the Bible. That you have said your own. It's fine. There's nothing like that. No, every church, the word of God is clear on every subject. You don't understand. Ask questions. It must be done in truth. According to the word of God. Can I ask you a question? Why you pray? So you just pray. And also see those that men Why do you go to church? The first reason you gave me is wrong. No. Otherwise, you will not get results with God. You are not different from those who come to church, alright, and they come to church because they were born in a Christian family. They come to church because when they come to church, everything that is done, they are only doing it because people are doing it. The second one you said was, was, was good, but I'm trying to tackle something. We don't pray because we are praying. We pray because prayer works. We go to church because it works. We worship because it works. So, at the end of the day, thank you. At the end of the day, we are with God because it works. Do you understand? It's not like we don't have any option. If you are like that, if someone sits with you and begins to convince you about another religion, you will start contemplating. Because you have a book, you also have a book. So then they, you will go to what works. So we all expect results when we follow God. We are supposed to expect results when we, when we, when we walk with God. So, if you are so interested in having it work, then do it the way he said you should do it. Because some people have been in church and they are not getting the results the way they are supposed to get it. And they don't know it because they are not going according to the pattern that God gave. He said, oh, this, this person is very prayerful. But you go and see the person. It is English. Ah, or it is When you see the person, the person is doing this. So you think that, hey, this woman can pray. No, 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 Listen, I'm not joking. One day I went to, I was on, when I was on campus, I went to pray. I was praying and there was a man on the, on the past rooms. More than one hour. More than one hour. I was so inspired. More than one hour. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not joking. This is all he was doing. Jesus, 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 I'm not More than one hour, I'm not joking. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Ah, because when I started praying, I started praying around two. By five, I was still on the path. So he came around four. So by five, I was getting ready to be done. Then the guy was doing Jesus, 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 Jesus,
when they get close, I see something. When I got there, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. See, that's my use for the person. They don't go to say they don't believe. So, you are on this path. You ask me, don't produce any results. You get results. But the fact that you are seeing somebody praying and saying, I'm not joking. This one I'm even saying is another one. Boom! I'm not joking. You know, people, you know, I, don't, I don't know what's going on campus now or where, where you pray or the past you see people praying. I said, I heard a, a guy was praying. Boom! <laughs> I was with my friend. The same friend I'm talking about. <laughs> the same friend I'm talking about, we saw him. The guy was like, and that guy, I, 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 I discerned that he had an evil spirit. Because what he had, he had pulled one other lady. You are the queen. You are the queen. Boom! You are the queen. <laughs> so, don't think that the fact that someone is doing this means he is prayerful. Boom! Laka laka! Boom! Numatica. Numatica. I'll give you just one point. Then we need 15 facts about sickness. I'll give you number one. And we go. Bible says that the Christian is the workmanship of God in Christ Jesus. What does workmanship of God in Christ Jesus mean? It means that you are a product. I'm not talking about you as a human being, no? When you become a new creature, you are a product. Say so you are the workmanship of God in Christ. So you are a product that God has put his seal on. So now let's use a phone as a product. So I'm going to use a phone because we all have phones. So it will be easier for us to explain using a phone. So let's use a phone. Workmanship of God in Christ is a product. You are a product and let's say you are a phone. It is either your iPhone or your Samsung. Let's use it. So it is either it is iOS or what? Android. Microsoft can try, try, try. So we have the two. So let's say the Christian is a Samsung because I use Samsung. Alright? I know some people using iPhone phone. No, they don't know. They don't know the, the phone. Don't worry, I'm preaching. I'm using <laughs> so the Christian. Okay, it's iPhone. All right, so the Christian is, let's say, an iPhone. First of all, the the software is this software, the iOS is software. The software is the most important thing of the Christian. So iOS. With that iOS, the Christian has downloaded a software. If the phone doesn't have that so- software, it is a nice phone, it is just a concrete. 
No functions. You will not enjoy the phone without the software. So, the Christian, once he became born again, the software of the Holy Ghost was installed. The software of the Holy Ghost must be installed. So, number one fact about speaking God, it is a gift of the Spirit. It is a gift of the Spirit. Now, understand something. The Holy Ghost himself is a gift to the Christian. The Holy Ghost himself is a gift to the Christian, but this first point, it is a gift of the Spirit, is it's actually a different thing I'm saying. The Holy Spirit is a gift to the Christian, but there are also gifts of the Spirit as stated in 1 Corinthians 12. So, how do those gifts work? Those gifts are like the apps on your phone. They help your phone to perform certain functions. For example, this phone, is there a voice recorder app on it? Good. So let's say this phone, this phone, iOS installed, but this phone has the ability, listen, to record voice, but without the app, you can't. So a lot of Christians are having the ability to do many things that they have not been able to do because the app has not been downloaded. So, there is an app that must be downloaded onto your software. And that software is called Gift of Speaking in Tongues. So, number one, speaking in tongues is a gift of the Spirit. That means it is not taught. When you see us speaking in tongues, when you see us speaking in tongues, it is not because you know, somebody has taught us, say, Mama, say, Baba, say, Baba, say, Kuba, Kuba, say. No. Nobody is teaching us. It's a gift of the Spirit. It is imparted into our spirit by the Holy Ghost. So it is downloaded. And when it's downloaded, we begin to have that functionality. So you see, one Christian, he's a Christian alright, but he can't speak in tongues. Another is a Christian, he can speak in tongues. This one has downloaded the app. This one doesn't have the app. So the phone, so someone say, oh, you know, there are many gifts of the Spirit, and we don't have, all, we all don't have all of them. But you see, you know, some have this one, and some have that one. Many people have used that to rob themselves of speaking in tongues. Now, let me give you the scripture that shows that it's a gift of the Spirit. So you see it among 1 Corinthians 12. Let's go from verse 6. And there are diversions of operations by the same God that worketh all in all. Go ahead. But the manifestation of the Spirit. Now, are you seeing it now? The gift of the Spirit. It causes the manifestation of the Spirit. So, the Holy Spirit can be with you and in you and not be manifested. So, so the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit without. So, that means that, that those gifts are, for, are profiting. The manifestation of the Spirit is for profiting. Right? For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom. And to another, the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. Go ahead. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, the gift of healing by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, designing of Spirit. To another, diverse kinds of tongues. And another, interpretation of tongues. I see. So, it is part of the gift of the Spirit. So, number one, fact number one about tongues is the gift of the Spirit. Now, fact number two 
is that it is for every Christian. So I'm saying, don't say that, oh, some people have the gift to, to, to speak in tongues, and some people don't have the gift to speak in tongues. No, it is wrong. Go to Mark chapter 16. Mark chapter 16. Let's go from 15. Mark 16. 15. He said, and he said unto them, Jesus talked, he said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Go ahead. And these signs shall follow them that believe. So the question is, are you part of them that believe? You see? And these signs shall follow them that that means everyone who believes, everyone is a Christian, it should have these signs. What are they? In my name they shall cast out devils. Then number two, they shall speak with new tongues. They shall speak in tongues. People speaking in tongues are not crazy. Jesus said, when, now some people say that, oh, speaking in tongues was for the apostles those times. Now, now it is not now in this time. That's rubbish. He said, this time shall follow all them that believe. I'm part of those who believe. So I'm supposed to have it. They shall speak with new tongues. I speak in new tongues. Are you listening? Fact number three. It is not the Holy Spirit speaking, it is your spirit speaking. Some people say, Oh, when you speak in tongues, it's the Holy Spirit speaking. Why is it that? You know, so, someone got angry about church like, like that before. He said he came to church. And that the pastor said, speak in tongues, everybody. Now I say, ah, no, 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 it's not, like, it's not supposed to be like that. No, no, no. It's not supposed to be. You must be moved by the Spirit. You are waiting to be moved by the Spirit. Someone say that. You speak in tongues, not often. When I'm moved by the Spirit, I'm making a mistake. Alright, first Corinthians chapter 14. Verse 15. He says, What is it then? Look at this. What is it then? I will pray with my with the spirit, and I'll pray with understanding also. I think he said, I'll pray with the spirit. That means I will. I think the, the construction, I will. So speaking in tongues is not done by the Holy Spirit. I will. So I can I can start praying at my will. Hey. Where did you get away? Go to verse verse uh, verse fourteen. It says, "For if I pray in an unknown tongue, he said, my spirit prayeth." I think it's not the Holy Spirit. My spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. So it's not the Holy Spirit praying. It has never happened in, in scripture. It is not there that they say when you speak in tongues, it is the Holy Spirit praying. No, he said, when you speak in tongues, it is your spirit praying. For if I pray in no tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. Then he said, I will pray in the spirit. I will pray in understanding also. I will sing in the spirit. So I choose when to sing in the spirit. I choose when to pray in the spirit. Of course, there are certain times that the Holy Ghost begins to nudge you. You see that all of a sudden, you know, you're feeling a, a, a presence to speak in tongues. There's a certain impartation. A, you can be there one time, you know, and then you begin to feel the presence of God and around go, There are times like that. But you don't wait for such times. You wake up every time in the morning. Thank you, Father. Understand, I said it's windy. You don't have to understand what's going on. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. If you don't speak in tongues, make sure you don't live here without receiving it. And every Sunday, people come who don't speak in tongues when they are faithful. And they desire, they, 
they have faith to receive it. They always receive it in church. Because it's too important. I won't have time to go into the importance right now. You know, because of time. I won't have time to go into it's important right now. I have faith in fact. Speaking in tongues is the way God said He wants us to pray. This is one of the differences between successful Christians and unsuccessful Christians. A man went to his village in Nigeria. He went to his village. And when he went there, when he got there, they said, there's a certain man who shakes you. Maybe you are doing well in life and he shakes you. You'll be paralyzed. So the man went to his village. <laughs> and it's actually his uncle. It's a true story. I know the person. So he met his uncle. And his uncle, because the guy had time prospering, he drove a car to the village. So the uncle shook him and said, Hey! Then the guy was up to reply, Kappa, look, Kappa, hey! The uncle paralyzed. Because sometimes you don't understand the tongue of speech, you maybe what his pop was back to send that. Are you listening? They are ready with their too much. They are ready, they are ready to try to send you, you have to see your fear. <laughs> hey! <laughs> you wake up in the morning, you say, oh, ready, 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 it's not every no more, no more. Keba, no more. Keba, keba, no more. You are quite different. You are, you are, you are bad. You are, you are bad. You are sending God. Holy Ghost, move, move, move. You are sending the Holy Ghost. You don't respect. Move, Lord, move, Lord. Instead of doing all those things, we don't have the accurate language with which to communicate with God. English language is not holy enough. Kaluri Adi Kavalima. You wake up in the morning. Kapaludaba, Lipa, Lupala, Rabaya, Yekapa. You don't see it because you are too sorry for you. How do you pray? So I'm giving 15 facts about speaking in tongues. This is the third one. Next week we'll continue it. Lift your hands. Now, another thing too, he said, was that he said, I will pray with the Spirit. He said, I will pray with the understanding. So he said, I will sing with the Spirit. That was another thing. You know, do you know something about singing in tongues? Nobody taught me. I just thought to myself that what I can say, I can sing. So if I can say, Father, we love you. Father, we bless you. Father, we lift up our hands. Father, we worship you. Then I can also sing this song. Ia balebase. Ia nana mango. Si balebose ye tala. Ie balebase. It's our prayer of spirit. I will sing. Ia balebase. Ie mamemofa.
like this. Your Christianity is not boring. Your Christianity is not dry. Eradiate, eradiate, eradiate. You're wasting time. Kakala marama la you know, one of the one of the facts. Write this fourth one down because because of what I want to say. Speaking in tongues helps you to activate experientially what is written in the word doctrinally. It helps you to activate experientially. You see, the Bible says that the Christian has the presence of God. You see, but you wake up in the morning, you are not, nothing is happening. You don't, there's no presence of God around you. <laughs> you wake up in the morning, I come with you. You see, you, 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 uh, when you begin to speak in tongues, the consciousness of all that starts coming around. It starts coming around. It starts coming around. Many times when I begin to speak in tongues, tears begin to come out of my eyes. Then all of a sudden, things are, you know, things are just rising inside. I mean, I've noticed that sometimes you are feeling sleepy and you are supposed to pray in tongues. But you are feeling sleepy. You didn't, you thought this prayer, there, if I start, I don't know, I don't know how. Then you just started. Then all of a sudden you are awake. After 20 minutes you are standing. Activations are going on. Activations are going on. Activations are going on. Activations are going on. Activations are happening. The, the beginning, if you're spoken in tongues for, for long, sometimes the beginning um, t- part of your tongues don't end in one minute or two. If you are spoken in tongues for long, there's something called residual tongues. Residual tongues is, after you're spoken in tongues for long, there's, there are certain vocabulary that have rested on your mind. So when you start, they are likely to be the ones who start. Those ones don't carry power. You start the tongues. You know there are sometimes you know you speak Kabaramonde, Rabashata, Ragovase, Likababa. So the first one minute you are now pressing in. Those residual tongues must leave. After you are speaking, you realize that now new vocabulary are landing. Kakura Mande, Yegaja, Radalivante, Yekapano, Igalade, Lisiko, Yeko. Then your spirit takes over. Because the mind is such that when the mind hears something for long, it is able to capture it. The first thing that you speak, let me tell you. I told you, I said, when you speak in tongues, it is your spirit praying. You know, you know the proof? You know you can read your Bible and be speaking in tongues. You cannot be speaking English and speaking in tongues. It means when you are speaking English, your mind is at work. So you cannot be reading a book and be speaking English somewhere. You can't do it. And Kofi is going somewhere and you are reading a book. You can't read it. Oh, I came here yesterday, and yes, as I was going yesterday, then there's a book in front of you. You can't read it. Try it. You can't read it. But you can be speaking in tongues and be reading a book. I can be reading a Bible and I'm reading. Why? Because my spirit is speaking, and my mind is also understanding what is written. Speaking in tongues is beautiful. If you know that you can't speak in tongues, and you are still seated here, there are praying for them there. Come, let's go. 
come, come. Don't be shy, don't be shy. Let's go. I, I can sense that there's somebody. There's somebody, eh? Where's the person? Catch them, catch them. You know, these kind of things, you don't force anybody. It's a blessing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lift your hand and thank the Lord. So katayawa. Ah. Oh, sha. Lift your hand and bless the name of the Lord. Be speaking in tongues. Someone say, I don't understand what I'm saying. Keep speaking it. Thanksgiving and magnification is going up to God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. 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 La cora manto la bio fit bio fit lo ramato colo brose cavaya ramo ramo sia telemosca e bola manda la ma you are just thanking the lord just be, just be thanking the lord And live in your spirit and live your spirit your work on Oh, thank you, oh, my Father. And leave it and leave. 